This is the Coach House Podcast, sponsored by Sports Rehab PA and also by by Optimizers. Mike, tell us a little bit about by Optimizers. By Optimizers, this is going to be a great topic for tonight's episode, which we're talking about nutrition. So going along with what's appropriate for each individual, um, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the nutrients that everybody needs, especially for athletic performance. So some people may or may not need some digestive enzymes, some probiotics. Um, It depends on when it's appropriate, but these are worth a shot, uh, especially having some digestive issues. Adding in the masszymes helps to break down, um, you know, the carbs, the proteins, everything that you're uh, taking in throughout the day to make sure you get the most out of the food. Uh, Helps with digestion, helps to break things down. And uh, if you want to give it a shot, you go to the buy optimizers and use the code juicy for 10% off. Nice. All right. 10% off. Use the code word juicy. Um, well, this is uh, another Thursday night and um, kind of ironic that this is the second week in a row. We're having someone on that we've already had on the show. Um, but tonight is even a little bit more special because we've actually since our last podcast, we've actually kind of come together on a little mini project and we're kind of here to talk about, we're almost kind of promoting ourselves tonight a little bit, right? We're, we're all coming together and this is kind of showing that the, the community, so to speak, um, how these things can kind of work. We literally, you know, you, you found Dr. Anna on Instagram. We ended up getting her onto the podcast. She comes on the podcast. We keep the relationship going. We get in the conversation we find out that we can really kind of co-create something. So we, what we did was uh, we co-created a, an e-course, uh, mainly done by Dr. Anna. And Mike and I just kind of threw some things in there and some ideas. And she's really the brains behind most of this here. Um, and we're going to kind of talk about that tonight. So I, before we do that, I want to introduce Dr. Anna again. So Dr. Anna, welcome to the show again. Thank you so much, Joe. It's a pleasure to be back. This is uh, this is a great opportunity here for us to, you know, again, kind of promote something that we're, we're extremely passionate about. Um, when we had that podcast together, it just kind of struck a chord there. And Mike and I continued to pursue like how we could, you know, find something that we could do together. And, and your idea of, of an e-course was just something that like I've never really done before. You know, I, I, I have an e-book. Uh, but not an e-course, you know, so this is, uh, this is really cool. So the name of the e-course is called Nutrition for Injury Recovery. And um, I'm going to kind of let you, you know, talk a little bit more about that. Getting back to the sport we love, um, you know, no one likes being injured, you know, but nutrition is really a, a, a key there that un- unlocks the body. So Kind of talk to us a little bit about this this e-course that we've co-created, so to speak. Yeah, well, I was really excited um, when you kind of reached out and we started talking about this because this is something I see a lot in my private practice is athletes who are either currently injured or have been injured. And there's a lot of misconceptions um, and I guess kind of poor behavior around nutrition when we're injured as athletes. And it's a really stressful time. As you mentioned, no one likes to be injured. And a lot of um, I see athletes make a huge mistake and that is they slash their calories. They think, well, I'm no longer training and I don't want to gain weight. So they cut way back on their food. 
And this is a huge mistake because your body needs nutrition and nutrients and energy to repair. So if you're injured, there's some sort of, you know, tissue damage going on and that needs to be repaired and that takes energy. And so if enough energy to properly repair, you're going to be left with suboptimal healing. And sometimes that can even mean like permanent alterations. So you never get back the same function or capacity that you had pre-injury. So if you have the right mindset and the right information, it's absolutely possible to optimize your healing so that you can get back to the sport that you love to do um, and really fully recover. So it's really important that you approach your injury with um, I guess, a productive mindset, as I like to call it. And so not being fearful of it, but rather understanding what's happening and knowing what you need to do from a nutrition standpoint so that you can get through this as well and as quickly as possible. Wow, that's a, that's a mouthful. And that was very informative at the same time. Um, you know, what, what, are we, what are we getting with this, um, with this e-course? So there's a lot that's packed into it. It's it's fairly dense. It's it's quick. So it's something that you could get through just in one sitting if you want to. Um, but there's really a lot of good information. So first, I start with kind of an overview of nutrition. So this goes, you know what you're supposed to eat. Like how much are you supposed to have in terms of protein, fats, carbohydrates, like what do meals actually look like? It can be really overwhelming to think about that. And so I walk you through step by step exactly how to count um, as if you were working with me one-on-one -on -one in a private practice setting. So that's really helpful. Down into the different macronutrients, proteins, fats, carbohydrates. It also includes like good sources of food. So foods list um, of things that you can get. So if you can you know, just print it out, take it to the grocery store. You've now got your shopping list all ready to go. Um, and then it kind of goes on into subsections of that. So there's a pre-surgery section. So if you are going to have surgery, you can take a look at this um, to know kind of how to prepare yourself for surgery. Um, otherwise, you can totally skip that chapter and just head right to the physical therapy. So I talk about the different needs that your body's going to have as you go through the different stages of physical therapy. It's very different if you're just freshly injured and, um, you know, really trying to kind of heal this if you're a few weeks or even a few months out from your injury and you're trying to do kind of more advanced rehab type work. So you're going to want to tailor your intake based on your needs. And then from there, I also talk about specific supplements that can be helpful, um, you know, nutrient timing, as well as some like post-physical therapy strategies. And I also give recommendations um, for kind of what a typical day might look like. So you have some example days to give you some ideas in terms of like what you might want to have for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, that sort of thing. So it really kind of walks you through step by step everywhere from like as soon as you're injured all the way through like back into sports with like your team or as an individual. Awesome. I'll tell you what, this is um, a little bit different tonight. So uh, most people will see that or not see that we're not doing it through the YouTube. We're just doing it through the, the anchor uh, podcast. So normally I'm able to look at the screen and I can see Mike like scratching at his chin, ready to ask a question or something like that. So I don't have that. I don't have that tonight <laughs> and he's awful quiet. So I'm assuming that Mike, you're scratching your chin there. So um, you got any questions here? 
Yeah, Joe, why are you having such technological difficulties lately here with these computers and stuff? You know what? Uh, first, it's the Wi-Fi. Then it's the, the computer's not holding the charge. So whatever. You know what? We're getting it done. <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why we wanted to do this was because um, there, there's a huge deficit in and, you know, in the healthcare when it comes to anything involving nutrition, you know, uh, actually nutrition and diet is such a poorly understood topic because of the marketing that's out there. Uh, probably for the longest time, you know, the marketing very is stereotypical for males and females. It's all just trying to promote, you know, some type of image and some type of look. And so females feel that they need to look a certain way and they, um, somehow fall into these trends of, of doing the wrong things that could be damaging to them. Uh, men could do the same thing, you know, and this does kind of fall into, you know, eating disorders. Uh, you know, Anna will probably talk a little bit more about that because we did touch on that in the last podcast that men can have eating disorders too as well. There could be complexes because everyone feels they need to look a certain way. But, you know, when it comes to athletic performance, uh, you know, as an athlete, there's going to be certain aesthetics that depending on what sport you play, you're going to, you know, assume those aesthetics. And that is something that every athlete kind of plays around with. You know, they might fluctuate weight depending on position and time of season. And it can get to your head like, oh, you know, I look a little thin now. I look like this. But that's kind of part of being the athlete. And if you're performing well and you're doing well, that's really what matters. I mean, when you're done competing or doing the sport you know you you have the rest of your life to really just look good if that's what you want to do and just exercise and, and do that but that you know the biggest thing that's lacking is especially in the younger population uh just high school athletes we know that you know there's a lot of deprivation in a lot of areas um for high school sleep it's you know the food you know uh so this this was a great thing we wanted to bring together with someone that has, you know, a great background like Anna, you know, knows what they're doing. This isn't just somebody that you're finding online who's just trying to sell some program and doesn't really have, you know, the background or the research and, you know, the the why behind what they're saying. And somebody that, that can be trusted who, who, you know, also has their own private practice that can offer one-on-one -on -one consultations if that's something that somebody wants to go forward with. But this is a, this is a great start to get people um, you know, just a little bit of that education um, and get them going in the right direction, because it's amazing how the lack of information uh, that, that people have on this topic. And it's important. We can't discuss, you know, physical therapy after a surgery and we can't discuss, you know, return to sport, you know, after physical therapy. If we don't talk about the nutrition, all this is coming down to is human performance. Your body has to perform and it cannot do that without the right fuel. So, this is something that's going to have to change going forward. Insurance companies are going to have to recognize this. You know, physicians got to recognize this, PTs. This is something that's going to be a major topic. Uh, and even for just even general patients, you know, coming in, it's like, you know, understanding the diet and nutrition for recovery here um, is such an important factor. So that's why this is a really great concept that we want to roll out because it's an important piece that's missing. So this is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I can't tell you, and we, and we share, you know, a decent amount of uh, client patients. And if, I mean, my questions is, are the same for every individual that comes in. Did you get, did you eat today? What did you eat? How did you sleep last night? Or what time did you go to bed? You know, what time did you get up? But I, when we get into asking about what you ate, it is unbelievable 
the lack of calories, let alone the, the nutritional value behind, like, uh, you know, I have a girl that I see at seven o'clock at night, seven 15 at night. And she's had a pop tart, a pretzel and, um, uh, maybe some pasta before she came to see me. Oh, <laughs> how's that, Anna? Is that, is that good for the day? I, I think that she could really benefit from the information that's in the e-course. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we know that she listens, Mike, because we've shared this client and we've talked about her before. Um, you know, not just, you know, in, in, in good faith here, obviously, you know, and, and just trying to get her the, the, the right nutrition, you know, information. And uh, we suggested that she speak with uh, Dr. Anna and there's a, there's a few others now, again, the majority of my business is 85%, you know, female, probably 90% female. Um, but that, again, like you stated, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's you know, just a female issue. Males are the same way. I'm kind of guilty. I, listen, I have, for most of my day, I'm pretty good. I'm going to throw a couple plugs in here, right? I have my Organifi in the morning and I have it in the afternoon. I started with the bubs, uh, natural uh, with the collagen and the MCT oil. And I, you know, and I do all these good things and I order my food. I have a chef make my food from helpful foodie, you know, but yet I do like a chocolate chip cookie or two throughout the day. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah. I, I think that. All right. So not, not at one or two, like maybe like six. <laughs> How big are the cookies? Uh, they're normal size. <laughs> Okay, well, I mean, I would say maybe you want to spread those out. Um, but I think it's important that you don't, you know, restrict yourself that you're not, you know, you're trying not to eat the cookies. It's like you let yourself have the cookies. And I think that's important. Because anytime we put something off limits, we naturally want it more. So I, I think it's important that you have that. And eventually, you'll probably get to that point where you're like, all right, these aren't cool that you might have maybe two then and mm. so i you know it's just a matter of getting to that point but the key is not to put anything limits gotcha gotcha yeah i think that's what's broken down in the e-course is i don't think people understand how many calories they need especially when they are an athlete or they're active everybody thinks calories are bad because of the stigma in society that that's what makes it fat and Carbs are bad and all this stuff. I need to stop eating carbs. And, you know, people obsess over, well, I lost a pound today and stuff like this. And, you know, it's it's really damaging. And to have, be able to have that conversation with somebody to understand, you know, what the significance of weight is, understanding, you know, muscle mass to body fat um, and understanding how hydration plays a toll into that, you know, uh, you know, bathroom times play a toll on how much weight you, you gain or lose. I mean, there's so many things that people obsess over the weight, the weight, the weight, the scale. And, you know, it's, it's something that we need to get people out, uh, out of thinking, you know, unless they're on a true weight loss program, like they're actually obese and there's massive amounts of, you know, excessive body fat that, you know, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, people that are in a healthy range and they obsess over it because they feel they need a certain way. But especially for athletes, you know, they need to understand that all the stuff that they're burning, um, you know, with their with their activity, they need to get that caloric intake. But what is explained in this e-course, too, is how important it is when you're 
healing from a surgery. Your body needs energy and also healing from an injury. Your body needs energy. So that's why Anna emphasized that, you know, again, people think they're not active. They don't have to eat as much. But that understanding that your body is, is doing a different type of activity now and it still needs that same amount of fuel and good fuel. So, you know, the junk food and stuff is okay to have that, but we have to make sure we cover our base. And so, like, that's kind of, like, how I, I present it, too. I mean, still being a competitive athlete, people ask me about, oh, you know, don't you eat, don't you do this, or stuff like that. They think that because I'm at a certain weight or a certain, you know, size that I don't eat, and they have no idea how much I eat. It's just for my main meals, I cover my bases because I need that for my energy sources, but I still will eat other stuff on the side, but there's certain things you're just not going to eat when you know you have to work out later because you're going to feel like crap or it's not going to give you the right amount of fuel. But in between, you know, you could have that stuff. You just want to make sure you cover your bases. So I think that helps kind of like cover this, you know, uh, this anxiety about, you know, I can't have junk food. I can't have this. It's just, is the junk food your primary source of, of, you know, intake or is it, you know, you're eating what you need to do and then you're having some of that also. I mean, you need to live your life. Right. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know what, too, like we got to go back here and um, I'm thinking about this Um, for those who did not hear our first first podcast with Dr. Anna. uh, Can you kind of just go back a little bit and and tell us about like how you got to where you are and kind of just so again, if this is the first time that these people are listening, they can kind of understand the credentials that you have and the experience that you have and and why we kind of came to you to help create this course. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, went to Cornell University and I did a double major in nutritional sciences and exercise physiology. And I've been an athlete my whole life. I was always interested in, you know, how do you, how do you feel your body? And I thought it was so fascinating how what you eat can affect how your body functions and how it runs. And then I um, went to grad school also at Cornell. I applied for their combined PhD RD position. So um, they accept someone every year to do their registered dietitian um, internship along with their doctoral work simultaneously. So that's what I did. Um, So I became a dietitian in 2016 and then finished up my doctoral I was really interested in the precision of body weight regulation, and that's kind of what my dissertation focused on. So I did some intermittent fasting studies and some blind studies. So I was really looking at kind of the physiology behind metabolism. Um, And then I, after grad school, I went on to work at the NIH or the National Institutes of Health out in Bethesda, Maryland. So I was doing some research there before I started um, into, and I also work with athlete blood test as kind of their chief research officer. Wow. All right. I'm so like uber aggressive and smart, but I forgot how uber aggressive and smart you are. That's an impressive. <laughs> oh, I, I know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I really like to nerd out on the, uh, the research behind this. So I, I went through a lot of studies, putting the e-course together to make sure that we have the most, up-to-date and kind of cutting-edge science behind the recommendations. So people don't have to Google things anymore. Like if you get the e-course, you really have everything you need in order to get yourself through this injury recovery. This is amazing. This is, uh, you know, again, this is Mike and I have talked about things like this and, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be flat out honest, you know, again, I just kind of gave everyone my 
you know, my daily intake of things. Um, but this is, this is so important for these kids to really understand this because again, I'm not really competing for anything right now. Like I don't have like Mike, you're still competing and you're, you're doing things. I don't have that goal there to do that. Like mine right now was to make sure that I didn't have any more knee pain and I have good mobility and I feel strong. And you know what? And the Kaler core is doing that for me. And it's doing it for my, <laughs> and it's doing it for my athletes. We're bulletproofing them that way. Um, but this is, this is really important for these young athletes to really listen to this podcast. And I'm going to do the best I can. And we're going to do the best that we can to get this podcast out, to get people to get on to the site. Now you'll be able to go on to sportsrehabpa.com and be able to get the program through there, or you can also go to uh, Anna's website and Anna, you can kind of tell us what that website is too. Yeah. To my website is just um, dranarobi.com. You can go um, and scroll down and you can find the e-course that way as well. Gotcha. All right. So we got plenty of ways to get the course. Um, Mike, what you got over there? Well, I can say that in reviewing the course and went over it, you know, um, I found it very easy to follow. Um, it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, super uh, like over your head with medical terms or things like that. And, you know, the examples that Anna provides is not like crazy options. Like you have to go to some like specialty store to get it. I mean, these are all basic things. And then anybody who has might have dietary restrictions and things like that can kind of you know, go off of that. Like, okay, if there's a pasta recommendation, well, maybe a gluten-free pasta, or if you have certain types of, maybe certain fruits don't, you know, work well. Some people have sensitivity to bananas, apples, things like that, um, or some allergies, you know, they could try other options, but it's the basic concept of guiding them in the right way. And then if there's really some concerns and stuff, again, I mean, there's always the one-on-one consultation with Anna, especially for the athletes that are really serious about you know, I'm um, going forward with this and really care, you know, if they want to go in, into college or, you know, anything else. Um, I know that when I was reviewing the course, you know, it made me think too, you know, am I really getting in, you know, X amount of carbs, proteins and fats. And sometimes it's hard too, when you're working full time or even some of the kids, you know, in the middle of high school, I remember in high school, we had no time to really eat in between, you know, they just shuffle you from class to class and then you have your lunch and then it's like, then you're right to practice. So how do you get enough in during the day? So does that mean we have to get more in at night? You know, these are strategies and things that once you understand the basis of what of what they need, um, you know, then that could be something to discuss also with Anna. Like, hey, find ways and strategies to do this. Uh, you know, and also the biggest thing, too, is for the female athlete, you know, that is, you know, a specialty area, um, which I wanted to just kind of touch on again a little bit of review. Uh, and if you could kind of just give a couple bullet points as to why, the nutrition for, you know, females is different than males, um, you know, some things that they need differently than males. Yeah. So we're just kind of starting to recognize this in the research in terms of like sex differences in nutritional needs. So, um, for women, it's kind of going to depend on where the menstrual cycle you know, falls for them. So in the first half of the cycle, wanting to prioritize a little bit more carbohydrate is important um, just because of the effects of estrogen and how we can access glycogen, which is just that stored carbohydrate in your muscle. Um, And then in the second half of your cycle, really kind of bumping up the protein because we have a higher protein breakdown as well as increase 
and we can just bring the carbs down just a little bit. So oh, it doesn't okay. have to be drastic. Um, and then we're going to need more, you know, nutrients, things like iron. Women actually have a higher iron need than men do because we're losing it every month as part of the menstrual cycle. Um, we also want to make sure that we're getting enough calcium. I see a lot of women who are not getting enough calcium because they might not be eating dairy for one reason or another, but it's really important that we get the calcium in for bone health. Calcium has a lot of important roles. It's an electrolyte, but um, it's really important for bone health and bone health can be problematic for women later in life, but we can't increase that bone density, you know, past around 30 ish, you know? Um, so it's really important that we, you know, maximize our bone density while we can. So um, you have to take these into account when you're looking at your nutrition from like an overall perspective. So if you're if you're not into dairy, how how does someone get their calcium? What other ways would they get it? Soy is a really good option for for getting more calcium, and especially like um, calcium fortified tofu is one option. Um, green leafy vegetables have some calcium, as well as things like um, orange juice is often fortified with it as well. And now you can get a lot of other plants um, sources of calcium that have been been fortified. So things like orange juice, um, you know, the plant milk. So things like almond milk or cashew milk, things like okay. that are going to be, okay. be good sources. Gotcha. Now, um, the, co again, the, the collagen, um, there's, that's another source of protein there. Does, is, is, does that work? I mean, it's not a supplement. Yeah. So <laughs> collagen, I do recommend just for tendon and ligament strength and integrity, but I would not count that towards your daily protein goals. The reason gotcha. is the amino acids are different than kind of what your body would use for the other tissue repair. So that's really going to go more towards that kind of connective tissue integrity. Gotcha. And then some MCT oil, which is actually an MCT powder. How would, what is that good for and how would that work? So that's going to be helpful for getting your fats up, especially if you tend not to like fattier foods. Um, so that's going to give you a nice source of calories um, and also adding fat. So it's going to help you feel a little more satisfied than if you had like a low fat snack or meal. You'd feel hungry faster. So the MCT is going to give you a little more staying power, um, kind of boost that satisfaction as well as help you meet your overall energy needs. So if you're struggling and you're like trying to get the energy in, but it's not, <laughs> it's not easy. Um, adding the MCT powder can really help you do that. So if I was an afternoon, like I'm coming out of school uh, I would like to, I could probably throw that in a shake. You know, if I have practice yeah. at three o'clock, that would be something good where the, these athletes can kind of throw into a shake or into water. Probably into water would be better because they got, they need to be able to digest that quickly. Right. Yeah. It depends on how much time they have. Um, you know, but you could certainly add that into a shake pretty easily. I have a great story about, um, so recently I picked up working over at, uh, father judge again, which is my alma mater, but I'm working with the basketball team over there. And Mike, you're going to love this story. So, um, you were just talking about the kids, you know, and they're trying to find, they're getting shuffled from class to class and they don't have time to eat, especially if, if you're one of the earlier periods that gets lunch and then you don't eat again for hours. Well, last week, uh, one of my athletes turned and said, Hey coach, 
I got to run outside for a second. My DoorDash is here. <laughs> nice. I love- he 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 DoorDashed Chick Fil A to the school. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I said, uh, "What did you actually DoorDash?" And he said, uh, "Crispy chicken nuggets." And I said, "Well." You probably would have been better with the grilled ones. But now that I'm actually saying this out loud, I'm thinking, is it okay because of the oils there that he's getting a little bit more? I, I don't know. You you tell me, like, would he have been better off with the crispy or the grilled nuggets? So it kind of depends on his situation. Typically, we want to minimize fat before a workout because fat is going to slow digestion. And we want these new to the cells as quickly as possible. So that's kind of the only time I would recommend like a low fat or fat free snack is right before exercise. Um, but if he's got a while to digest or he's not doing anything intense, then, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a terrible thing to have the crispy ones. Cause again, if he's having needing his energy needs, this is going to be a really easy way to get more energy in without adding more volume. So um, it kind of but the MCT, on- the MCT oil would be a better choice. MCT oil powder or whatever would be probably the better choice than the Chick-fil-A. Probably. Gotcha. But you could do that again. You can do the MCT powder or whatever uh, prior to a workout. That's okay. You know, I probably wouldn't put the MCT before a workout again we want the food or, you know, shake or whatever to digest as quickly as possible. So maybe adding okay. that earlier in the day. Um, but it, again, it's a really easy source of calories that they could add. Gotcha. gotcha. So these are some was- great examples because these are, these are questions that people are going to come up with. So if you, uh, you know, if you don't have your workout until the afternoon, you probably want to get your fat sources maybe in the morning, whether you're having something like peanut butter or maybe something else, you know, um, then and then you know so you have it earlier in the day but if you're going to work out in the morning probably not having something with peanut butter right before the workout yeah that would be my recommendation assuming that they're doing like running if you're just gonna like do weightlifting like then it's fine because (laughs) you know you're not really gonna get like a side ache or gi issues with that um you know so if they're if they have a few hours then it's fine so if you're gonna work out at 3 p.m., it's fine to have plenty of fat with your lunch at noon or one or whatever. Recommend having fat at if you've got practice at yeah. three o'clock. Gotcha. So that's a great example. All right. So now, you know, we talk about the supplements because that is a question too that we get a lot, you know, especially a little bit more from the boys and the girls that come in, you know, they want to get protein shakes because they want to. <laughs> they think the protein is, you know, going to make them huge if I get more in. But sometimes that's a again, you know, you break that down the e-course, the amount, you know, of protein that someone might need. Um, so if they're not able to get in the real sources of food, you know, as much through the day, maybe they have, you know, the breakfast, lunch, and then trying to find some other time during the middle of the day before their practice, you know, is that when a protein shake would probably be maybe – you know, appropriate in the middle of the day or, you know, maybe sometimes after the workout or something. Yeah. I think that's a great 
idea is protein shakes are very convenient. Um, I don't have anything against them as long as you're not overusing them. So I recommend that athletes try to limit their shakes slash bars to like one per day. Um, so you're not having every meal is like, you know, protein shake is your protein source because there aren't a lot of other nutrients that go with protein powder. It's pretty much pure protein. Whereas if you have a chicken breast or, you know, eggs or some other protein source, you're getting a lot of other vitamins and minerals along with it. So, Mm -hmm. um, but protein shakes are really convenient and it's tough kind of in that school situation because you usually don't have refrigeration. So a protein shake is a perfect way to get kind of that protein in more in the middle of the day. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. We got it. So this is some, yeah. It, like I said, this is uh, this is valuable stuff because yeah. these are these are true story. These are things that are happening to, to both of us, you know, every day. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. seeing these kids, and again, it's it, it. I feel like a broken record. I sound like a broken record, but it's part of my job is to, you know is to make sure because listen that that has made my decision on some of my conditioning at the end of my training sessions with these kids. For example, well, the one I gave you a little earlier with, you know, the, the Pop-Tart, a pretzel and some pasta. And like I could see at the end of the workout that the athlete didn't have enough in them for me to give them the conditioning program. So that to me would have just been counterproductive at that point. Definitely. Agree? Okay. Yeah. I, I, and I think you're smart to, to, you know, to do, do that, to say that and to kind of use your discernment there and say like, no, you need more fuel if you're going to do this conditioning. Oh, uh, and that, that's, you know, that's something I'm em- emphasizing. I said, listen, you know, by now that when you come to see me, that we're not messing around, like you're here 60 or not 60, 75 to 90 minutes. So, I mean, you have to be, I said, you're, your pop tart and your pretzel and all that. Well, that was burnt off in the daytime, but your pasta was probably burnt off before we really got into anything intense, you know? So, and you, again, it's the end of the day. You've had, you, you've done all these, you had school, you've driven here, you know, and you haven't eaten well. So for someone who's coming in later in the evening, say six 30 till I take appointments up until, you know, I'm out of there eight 30 sometimes at night. So, any athlete that's coming in, you know, not right after school to do their workout, but they have other things that they have to do prior to that. What would be some things that they would be a consuming prior to, and then b something that they should be taking in once they leave. So you're saying if they work out earlier in the day, no, if they're coming in later in the evening, oh, if they're coming you know, in the evening. Yeah. yeah. Six thirty, so- seven o'clock, seven thirty. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. So if they can, I would recommend, you know, having a pretty good meal a few hours before they come to see you. So they should have no shame in eating dinner at like 4pm if that's if that what works right, for them. Right. Um, you have to kind of think outside the box. I think we kind of get boxed into this idea that, okay, breakfast should be around this time, lunch should be about this time, and dinner should be around this time. And that's just kind of like how our culture is structured. Um, in Europe, they eat dinner way later. So the point yeah. is, there's... So we didn't ma- I didn't make this up, I don't, I don't think, but when my son was younger, uh, we made up the word dunch instead of... Um, brunch, it's dunch, and dunch usually occurs between the hours of like 2.30 and like 4.30. I love it. That's perfect. So, yes, athletes need to 
kind of the mindset that they can eat, they can fuel their bodies at whatever time works for them. There is no like, you know, dinner police, like no one's going to come and tell you you have to eat dinner at a certain time. So I, I eat dinner at four o'clock a lot of days um, because that's what works with my workouts and my fueling plan. So if they can eat like a quote unquote dinner or a decent snack a few hours before see you, that would be really helpful because by the time they get into your door, they're going to have those nutrients flowing through their veins, getting into those muscles, and that's going to be able their training, their workout with you so that, you know, they can really be performing well. Um, if closer to when they're going to come see you, let's say maybe they don't eat until an hour before they see you, then having like something that's going to be quick digesting. So some carbohydrates quick. Um, so not a lot of fiber. So something like white, like white rice, white pasta, a smoothie, something like that um, is going to be protein too. So maybe this is where they have their protein shake for the day, protein shake and like a banana or a smoothie or some chocolate, something like that. That's going to be easy to digest because they don't have a whole lot of time between when they're eating and when they're working out with you. So if they have, um, you know, some pre fuel, then after they get done working with you, I would recommend having some kind of snack afterwards because they don't eat before bed, then they're going, what, 10, 12 hours between dinner and then breakfast the next morning. Meanwhile, they've had all this muscle stimulation from you guys and they, their body just doesn't have the building blocks to recover. They just went through. Yeah. So what are some examples of what they could eat before going to bed? Um, again, I, I would recommend. Eat, they can get fat. <laughs> no, that's, no, this set. is that's the mindset. Yeah, I would recommend again some protein, some carbohydrate, a little bit of fat is fine too. So maybe like some yogurt and fruit and granola, something like that. They could do, you know, a smoothie if they're, you know, not super hungry. Drinking calories can athletes, especially if they don't have mm-hmm. much of an appetite. Um, they could do, you know, a sandwich. Um, if they like dairy, you know, they could do like cottage cheese. They could do, you know, um, egg on like an English muffin, um, you know, kind of whatever they want. Try to pick some, some protein source, um, some carbohydrates. It'll also help them sleep a little bit better too. So now speaking of yogurt, I've seen a lot of mixed stuff talking about Greek yogurt. What is your thoughts on the Greek yogurt? Are there certain brands that you find are a little bit better than others? Because some like to say they have the probiotics in it, and it's not really true. I mean, a lot of the cultures in there are dead, but because they put them in there, they could advertise it. Sometimes it can be a little bit more damaging to the gut, especially if someone's eating a lot of Greek yogurt. Uh, what's your take on it? I'm fine with Greek yogurt. I think it's a great source of protein. It's going to have more protein than just... Um, It's just kind of how it's strained. Um, And there's a lot of other nutrients in there, calcium, electrolytes, and having dairy um, around your workout can also help with the bone mineralization. So really helping to kind of um, protect those bones, because if you're doing a lot of like jumping or plyometric work um, and that pounding, that can cause some calcium to leach from the bone. So giving uh, kind of a replenishment of calcium can be helpful. So I haven't looked at specific brands that I think are 
far better than others. Some of it's going to come down to taste um, as well as their budget. There's a pretty wide range in terms of, you know, whether you're getting organic grass fed or just kind of conventional, there's a wide range. So I would encourage athletes to try different brands um, to find one that they and now what if they start eating that and then all of a sudden they get some like GI issues? Could that not be a right brand or maybe it's just the reaction to it? Yeah. So if you are getting GI issues, you obviously don't want to just like white knuckle your way through that. Your body's trying to tell you something. Um, <laughs> most yogurts are really low in lactose, but you could be incredibly lactose sensitive. So if that's the case, I would recommend try taking um, a lactose enzyme that's going to help break down the lactose. You can just buy those um, at the store, um, you know, or, or you can go to or you can go to buy optimizers and use the <laughs> hash code or the the uh, code juicy, right, they, Mike? Yeah, they do have that. They I think they have a um, they have a gluten guardian yeah. um, one that will help break down gluten, and they do have some of the lactose pills. My dad is actually lactose intolerant, and he takes a lactose pill sometimes, and it definitely helps. So it's really I think you just gotta you know, look at the reputation of the brand you're buying and, and seeing, you know, how it works or even just try it and see how you feel. You know, that's the same. They have yeah. saved my life. I will yeah. say <laughs> it over and over again. I'm literally not even kidding. They saved my life by optimizers. Massimes have like just, they've changed the game. They've changed the game for and, me. You know, Anna does talk about that a little bit in the e-course about, you know, when and where probiotics are, are appropriate um, because people get a little crazy with that stuff. You know, not everybody needs it, but there are some people who are having a hard time and they add it in and it just balances them, just whatever their genetic makeup, maybe yep. they just, maybe the foods that they are eating are, are not, are not that great and need a rebalancing to get back on track. So they use it for a while to restabilize. Um, I don't know, Anna, you want to touch a little bit on that? What are your thoughts? If you're, especially if you're eating some of the same foods all the time, that can cause some imbalance in the gut microbiome because different foods, you know, and when I say different foods, I mainly mean, um, you know, plants. So like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, that sort of thing. Those are going to feed different microbes. So if you're constantly eating the same thing, then some microbes can tend to overgrow and some can undergrow or even die off. So it's important that you're getting a wide variety of foods to kind of help to balance out that gut microbiome um, and avoid sort of these over and undergrowths. Interesting. Hey, I, I have another um, scenario here as because I, you know, these, I'm just thinking of all these different scenarios that happen with the kids. So we have a we have a, an individual that hasn't eaten since uh, his lunch period at 1140, say 1145. He comes to see me at 630 in the evening, has nothing in his stomach. Okay. What could be something good that we could, and this could be for you, Mike, as well. What could be something that we could have perhaps in the facility itself that these kids could go to quickly right before the session? Or would you just say, you know what? You, you should know better the next time, and, <laughs> you know, hope that they're going to do that. And, you know, get again, then get the same story. Cause I've done that before too. Don't do that again. And they're like, okay. And they're looking at you and they're nodding their head and, and in their mind, they're going, this guy, this guy's crazy. Like I'm, you know, I'm not hungry or whatever. So is there something that we could bring into the facility that could be a good like last minute resource for these kids to get like, Hey, go up front, 
grab yourself X and, you know, and, you know, five minutes from now, we'll be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. So I would recommend having some things on hand for them just because I think all three of us know we can tell them what to do, but if it's not realistic for them, it's never going to happen. So beneficial, um, for them and and also for you too, because you're going to see better results with them and you can kind of push them a little bit more when they're better fueled. So I would recommend having something that's liquid given that they basically have no time to digest anything. So the reason liquid is helpful is because you don't have to digest it. You just have to absorb it, right? Because it's already essentially broken down, just has to be absorbed. So something that's going to have carbohydrates in it is going to be really important. So um, a little bit of protein is something like a low fat chocolate milk, and you can get the like little packs so they're shelf stable um so you could keep them in like supply closet or pantry or whatever um and just kind of keep a few in a fridge if you have that otherwise they can just drink them uh warm too if it if it gets into a pinch but that's a really helpful thing because it's got some protein as well as the electrolytes um, and carbohydrate in it but otherwise finding another um kind of lower sugar kind of beverage that's going to be, um, helpful. It kind of depends on their, their preferences. Um, find some things and like send them to me. I'd be happy to give you some input, but basically something that's going to be liquid carbohydrate with a little bit of protein would be. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So actually in Durley, Matt created a liquid carb shot, which is like a liquid thing that you take, you can mix it with your pre-workout or you can take it in the middle of your run because a lot of the goos and gels are hard to chew. They cause a lot of GI upset. So uh, he created this liquid carb shot that you take. Uh, and I've tried it. I mean, it works well. It's just easy. You just take it down. Um, but for people that maybe aren't willing to spend the money on that, I know because I struggle with that too sometimes. I feel like I've gotten enough in, but then you still feel a little hungry or you want something real quick. Or even just like during the day, a quick snack. I mean, I obviously have Honey Stinger as one of my sponsors. And I love the little waffles that they have because it's just enough. They got the honey, the wafer in there, the sugar, and it's just enough. And it doesn't upset your stomach, but enough just for your body to draw off of. You know, I think, you know, but, you know, these kids need a lot more, especially if he hasn't eaten since 11 and he's coming in at 6. Optimally, he would need more. But if it's just not happening, you know, maybe something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a good option. Um, otherwise, yeah, they could do like an applesauce pouch, something like uh-huh. that would be super easy. Uh, okay. you know, they make like the go squeeze, um, uh-huh. or you can get other like kind of pureed fruit pouches too. That would be an option. I want to go back to the, the low fat, like chocolate milk or something. Now I've always told the athletes, you know, to, to get one of them in their system as soon as they're done a workout. Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I couldn't do like a milk type product right before a workout unless I had an entire bottle of mass enzymes right next to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then I think it'd probably be helpful then maybe have a couple options for them because, yeah, some kids are lactose intolerant or they just don't like kind of that creamy before a workout. So doing something like the applesauce. Um, there's another brand called Spring Energy. And they're geared more towards like endurance athletes who need something while they're running, but it's basically just like a pureed fruit pouch. Um, and it's just kind of like a quick shot. And so something like that would be helpful. Um, again, not a lot to digest, but it's just more of an absorption factor. Gotcha. And Mike, I was thinking with you, um, reaching out, 
so the the stuff that Matt has there, it's a powder, right? So maybe if we just had a powder back there, no, it's, it's so we, you just liquid it. Um, you can refrigerate it or keep it on the shelf, and you literally just like a shot. You just pour a little bit and you take it down, and that amount there has enough of the carbohydrate balance and some other stuff in it that that you need. Um, so it's already a liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that could be something we could certainly keep in the in the gym and and you know just pour a shot for. It. Yeah. We yeah. can we can get away with legally giving shots to kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, I mean, all right. Let me take that back. We would have to get con consent from the parent that it was okay for them to take this, and they don't have allergies and stuff like that. We wouldn't yeah. be just giving kids, you know, these Endure Elite shots. But um, well, you know, you know that's but with like the Honey Stringer, they make like a gluten free option. You know, but they're not the only brand. I mean, you know, uh, Goo Energy makes stuff. Um, you know, but just some simple things. It's just. I like some of those other trusted brands that are more in the endurance athlete realm. Like some of these companies are more becoming sponsors of events um, because a lot of people do have uh, allergies and weird tolerances. So they can't just grab like a granola bar off the shelf. Yep. A lot of the lower, cheaper granola bars, sometimes people just have a reaction to it or it's, it's just not quality or maybe it's just got extra stuff in it and they don't feel great. So sometimes I feel like there's like cleaner products and it's just simpler so, I mean, you are paying a little bit more, but, like, they're, like, better quality ingredients. I mean, I don't know, Anna. Like, what do you think about that in terms of, like, maybe, like, a crappy granola bar versus, like, a better option? Yeah, I think it just depends on the, the individual because some people just have really sensitive systems and they can't handle certain foods or food additives. So, it's really important that you listen to your body and if something doesn't feel good, then definitely don't eat that. There are so many options available nowadays so yeah. you know don't settle like you can find something that feels good yeah and that's why you know when we talk about the supplements you know they're just uh you know that's the other supplements they're examples and if people could kind of try and understand see how they feel maybe it works or doesn't work they don't want to spend the money on one at least they have a baseline of what to try and they know what kind mm -hmm. of work uh, and you know and again that's too like what a lot of these companies too like even in Duralead, matt even though he makes a, a you know supplement company for Enduralead, his primary thing is education. The same thing like you do, Anne. He's like, these are supplements. He's like, you need to have the nutrition. He wants to educate on that. And he's like, you use these things to plug in and add in. Not everybody needs this, you know? And then he even recommends other products. He's like, hey, if you don't want to buy my stuff, here's another one that I actually tested in the lab, you know? So um, a lot of this stuff just goes hand in hand because these are a lot of questions you get and People say, we don't know what to eat. We don't know where to go. So again, a lot of this is outlined in the e-course, given examples. So people can at least start somewhere. I want to yeah. go over too again, one more time, just, you know, so everyone understands if, if you did jump in, in the middle of the, you know, the podcast or whatever, and we, so you understand, like, here's what you're getting with this e-course. And I want to kind of go right through the checks, you know, uh, recommendations for daily grams of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. You're going to get supplement tips, nutrient timing recommendations, uh, nutrition around your surgery, uh, what to eat before physical therapy, uh, what to eat after physical therapy. You're going to have a shopping list, uh, example days for meals and snacks. Uh, and then we also have the, the lifetime access to the content and then future versions of that course if we uh, come up with some you know newer uh studies or research that comes out there uh we'll, we'll make the the adjustments to that right yep awesome awesome uh mike what, what else you got here 
I think that's that's pretty that's pretty much it. You know, we're definitely excited to roll this out. We want we want people to actually you know take it seriously and consider it because it, it is important. Um, you know, and I think now we have more technology. Um, as you know, Anna talks about the athlete blood testing. I really think that that's going to be the future. You know, people are going to get specific blood tests because I talk about this all the time. At the end of the day you know, athletes are going to be kind of on the same wavelength, you know, they're, they're training and their genetics and stuff. So what's going to separate one athlete from another at some point, especially when you get to a higher level, they're all going to be on the same page. There's no training secrets. Everybody shares everything on social media. There's no like secret workout You know, everyone has their own training plan program. And as long as they keep it, what's consistent and it works for them, they're going to get to a certain athletic ability and they're going to, and they're going to be there. So what's going to break one from another, say they're, you know, same body type, same genetics, you know, same type of training styles. I mean, that does happen. You see athletes are almost like kind of very similar. So yeah, you're going to look at sleep, nutrition, you know, how they're taking care of themselves. And we have these tools now that are coming out about recovery. You know, there's more wearables. We talked about whoop strap, you know, Apple watch, things that are showing people more insight into what's going on in their body. And now you have like athlete blood testing where an athlete can go and see what is, what is, what is really going on in my body? You know, what am I missing? How am I doing? So we're going to have so much more like understanding of our bodies. Like nothing's going to be a secret, you know? And like, I think like the days too of having to go to your primary and getting all this stuff done might fall by the wayside. You're going to be able to get all this information and then just share it with your physician. Say, Hey, here's what's been going on with me for a month. You know, what do you think? How am I doing? And, going in for, in for certain checkups. So I think just the future might change because now people have the ability to take more accountability for, for their own health because we have these options. Here. So, um, you know, the fact, and also getting people in front of the right knowledge, you know, we want, yep. Yep. wanted this e-course to be something that again is coming from someone with like Anna's background and not just some Instagram influencer. That term like makes me curdle now. I just, I can't stand it. Or, you know, fitness expert and all these things are quad specialists. How about that one, Joe? That's a quad. Yeah. There's a <laughs> quad know? specialist. We want, it, we want to make sure that this legit, cause there's so much stuff out there. And a lot of people are trying to sell programs, sell things. And we want to make sure that, you know, people are investing in this, that it's something that's actually going to help you. This isn't some fad. There's no, you know, like kickback from some other company, all these supplements that we talk about are companies that we work with because, you know, they're reputable, they work well, they want to help people feel better, but there's no like ties into that. Like, again, like just because some of these companies, you know, sponsor me for athletic performance, I educate them on them. I say this may or may not work for you, but you could try it, you know? And the great thing about them is they don't push their athletes to like promote their stuff. Like Matt doesn't give like discount codes to his athletes. He's like, just educate people on it and have them try it. I mean, he gave his stuff out for people to try. If you don't like it, get your money back, you know? But then there's other companies out there that like push people to sell stuff for discount codes and people get caught up in that where they go into like a GNC and, you know, the guys are trying to sell them all this stuff and like, you don't really know what's in it. So being able to go to trusted sources being able to ask questions and understanding without being like pitch some sale to just buy a product is extremely important because people get very wrapped up in that because there's so much stuff out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? We're going to put this out so many different ways for people to, there's going to be not a way for you not to be able to find this. If you go to dranarobi.com uh, under programs, you'll be able there's other e-courses that you can check out on hers, as, uh, on her site as well. Um, but the course that we have is the nutrition for injury recovery. You can also find it at sportsrehabpa.com. 
Uh, it has its own um, tab. Just click on that. It'll take you right down and you can go right there and uh, purchase the course. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to think. Um, Anna, where, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my handle is just at Dr. Anna Roby. So D-R-A-N-N-A-R-O-B-Y. And um, I'm very accessible there. Um, I've put out tons of content on kind of like athlete sports nutrition. Otherwise, if you have specific you know questions you want to email me and that's easier, um, they can always shoot me an email. Um, just Anna at DrAnnaRoby.com. And also, if you go to my website and you want to work with me, there's a form there you can fill out and I will get in touch with you that way. Awesome. And you can also, uh, her information is available on the sports rehab site as well. Um, at the very bottom there, you'll be able to access the uh, Instagram and things. Mike, how about you? Uh, well, I was going to say we're going to put that information in the show notes. And I also like love little things that Anna puts on her story. Quick, like little tidbits and fun facts and stuff is really helpful. Um, for me, you can find me on Instagram at the honey badger underscore juicy. And uh, we'll get this podcast out there. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, Mike St. George. Um, we'll get it out there. I'm going to get it out in all the out- outlets so people can access it. Absolutely. Well, you can find me at coach underscore Haas. If you go to the link in my bio, when you go there, it'll take you to the nutrition for uh, injury recovery. You can click that way as well. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Haas. Uh, also my Facebook page, Joe Haas. Um, or I'm sorry, cheese at Coach Haas. Jeez. Um, the only thing I have is Joe Haas is my LinkedIn. Um, and then again, like I said, my Instagram, Coach underscore Haas. Uh, Anna, thank you again for tonight. Uh, thank you for helping us build this, this course out. And I have a lot of confidence because we have a lot of kids that are always asking questions about these things. And now we have someone that we can truly lean on and, and get right answers and know that you're doing the due, dil- due diligence and, and really finding out you know, the, the latest research out there. So thank you again for your time tonight. And um, let's get this thing rolling. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. Absolutely. This was awesome. All right. Peace out. All right. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye.